Welcome to this podcast interview between author and journalist Mark Metcalf and Alison Dakin. In this episode, Alison discusses the impact of repetitive work on women in the workplace. ...on the Women's Regional Advisory Committee, also accompanied by going on the National Women's Committee. Repetitive strain injury was most certainly a big issue within the food, drink and tobacco, within the food industry. Uh, and I said, you know, we, we are... to coming in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jobs being lost, people working extra, yeah, yeah. extra hard. We really need to be tackling this issue as a, you know, a tech lead. And said, well, yeah. And I said, well, let's draw some... Let's have a look at what we've got. What can we link into? First of all, a lot of people putting claims in, aren't they, for um, RSI. Why don't we go to the solicitors and find out and get some idea of just how many people we've got within the women's section particularly to make it a woman's because you can look at the density of people that are putting claims in let's look at the amount of claims that they're getting let's have a look at it in terms of males equivalents for things like vibration of white finger and stuff see whether first of all is there a difference in terms of how we compensate women as compensate men but more than anything let's look at the cause of repetitive strain injury and see if this we can set some kind of like questionnaire we can do uh, you know within the region to different workplace target certain workplaces for a questionnaire and look at whether or not we've got how much we can recognize the potential of it before it happens or whether or not we've got issues that we need to be looking at now yes. and how we look at some, maybe some uh, alternative resolutions or methods of working that can restrict if you like the amount of time somebody spends on a, a particular thing um in actual fact i managed to get over from tuc a couple of uh, training videos or videos both of which were australian but there was like the 14k formula which i really quite involved in that actually in terms of really understanding where it was going and i could see how it can you know effectively what it is is you look to look at it in terms of a box here that uh, that isn't formed, right? So first of all, you get all the uh, count how many key movements you make with any hand. So you pick it up, put it down, put the flap down. You put that flap, that flap down. You put that flap down. You turn it over. You put that flap down. You put that flap. You break that flap back and you pull it up, and you count up how many it is. Then you work out how many of those constructions do you need to make within an hour. The the key was that they found out in. Uh, in Australia that uh, if you were passing 14k you were actually putting far too much stress on your carpal tunnel and actually you were you, you, you got more chance because of the way that your wrists were moving to not only to think it was spray it spray it on well you, you frayed it there but actually when you did that you actually frayed it on the back as well are you with me so your radio showing a demonstration on her arm of the points where damage could take place her wrist and lower arm area mm. and the more you do it and the more you go over the more likely you start fraying here and you start pulling pulling here you with me you free it so actually where you where your median nerve is it, it actually starts at one place and ends up so that's why you end up with something like this like tenosynovitis epicondylitis uh carpal tunnel syndrome rotating cuff syndrome all of those is an aggravation of something that starts here so they, they they've done some work i'm not saying it was the most scientific thing but it was a good place to start so we got we got some of the solicitors involved to start giving us some stats and things like that we did find out by the way that there was a difference between a male getting if we look at 
carpal tunnel syndrome. The male payouts were greater than the female payout. Well, there was always this wonderful legal term, uh, conditional uh, environment that you live in. So if you are a woman, you're more likely to be uh, chopping vegetables, right? And washing and wringing and knitting, of course. Worst things in sliced bread, knitting. Which you're aggravating it yourself, you know. And like when you're picking the baby up and, and thing in it, you, you're aggravating it. You've got nothing to do with work. This is all conditioned because of the job that the job that you do. And you were finding those things were coming up in the compensation levels. These issues were being raised. Yeah, because they weren't using conditional on the male. They were using right, conditional okay. on the female. Hence okay. a reduction in, in compensation. You looked at that even more. They, 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 they would actually cite sometimes medically uh, what, what constituted conditionally in the reason to reduce those payments. We, we decided that we would start to pursue that. Now, the person who was the regional uh, secretary at that time for, for women's group was somebody called Sylvia Greenwood. And we've got Keebler Norsons with, um, it'll come to me, as her last name anyway. And they did an awful lot of work, I've, I've got to be honest. They drew up uh, based on some information from TUC. I know somehow I've got older answer and there was an article some key points to consider um, and what aggravating issues were numb, tingling, things like that and I can't and then I based a questionnaire around that and we got that printed off and then we sent that to a few food industries which caused a riot what's T&G sending this off to our workplaces for? But I managed to get my people at work to do it uh, and fill it in and we got one or two others to do it and actually it did show up quite significant that uh, a lot of the jobs were damaging people's um, arms and the, the relative questions of these were um, two things if you've got any of these if you've ticked more than four boxes on it have you brought this issue up with your medical uh, nurse or department mm-hmm. or your line manager or anybody else and it g- gave them a yes or a no and give them a tick box or thing if you've ticked no please explain why and in every single case it was the fact that fear had been sacked so it's that fear element that meant that it weren't bringing up but when you looked at the statistics and again this note the uh, HSE um, uh, risks um, level because they started publishing uh, which diseases were highest you know like industrial deafness things like that and repetitive strain injury came out at number two or number three so that was the majority of people claiming right or being damaged were that was the number two or three because it used to jump a bit between two and three I didn't even know that it was that widespread but they also gave a recommendation under HS that um, what, what what employees should be doing is warning their employees mm-hmm. of the risk mm-hmm. so we said well we need to be doing that as well we need to be engaging that in terms of having a look at it see what's happening in workplaces different workplaces and then get teams in there to be able to say to the company you know you are obligated Obligated to inform your employees of these risks, but it's not enough just to employ, inform of the risk. It's up to you to look at alternative methods in which to prevent that from happening. In your workplace, did they look at alternatives? Yeah, yeah, we come up with a number of solutions, which is why I kept posting that back to them and saying, "This is what we're doing now. This is what we're doing now." Um, but um, yeah, I think uh, uh, we, we did an awful lot of work there. But so then you've gone in on a very practical basis. You were the convener, you've been the convener for a long time. 
and you could see that there were a number of issues which did impact on female staff and it wasn't at that what you describe as the high political levels it was at the very basic grassroots yeah. situation or yeah. simple yeah. fixes sometimes yes. you don't always have to reinvent the wheel it could just be looking at how we can start to decrease the amount of repetition there is in any specific job in a day. Thank you.